readings today speak of service, how to be a servant. St. Paul is writing this letter to Titus. Titus was a, he assigned him to be bishop and he wanted to make sure that Titus, who, was, who lived on the island of Crete, that he would not only form new communities of faith, but also assigned leadership in each community. And so he's giving instructions. He's giving instructions who, um, not only who Titus should be as a bishop, but also what type of criteria he should use to prepare leadership in each community. Among them today, he speaks of the following, reminding him, the grace of God has appeared. The grace of God has been given to you. And this grace of God, who has become incarnate in Jesus, say, is saving all. And so he speaks of that which God gave to all of us, the extraordinary, the extraordinary gift of redemption, of redemptive value, of redemptive gifts. And he says, and, but this needs to be not only accepted, but also lived out. So he says, for the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires to live and to live temperately, justly and devoutly in, the, in this age as we await the blessed hope. So first of all, he was reminding him of what God gave us, that we live, we are to live justly, faithfully, as we await that the glory which God wishes to give to us, the hope of glory, the hope of the future life. And because the reason is that the, the, the glory has already been given to us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to glance for himself a people of his own and eager to do what is good. So, so this is the general principle. Then he goes into each individual groups of people and he says, first of all, beloved, he says, you must say what is consistent with sound doctrine, which means he's giving instructions to Titus. You must say what is consistent with sound doctrine, namely, and then he goes to different people, how he is supposed to instruct them. Namely, the older man should be temperate, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, love and endurance. Okay, that's the instruction for, for the community uh, of faith, but to the older men who are part of that Christian community. And then similarly, the older men should be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers, not addicted to drink, teaching what is good, so that they may train younger women how to love their husband, how they take care of children and love their children, to be self-controlled, chaste, good homemakers under the control of, 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 of the grace they are given. And so you see here, here the instructions that St. Paul gives is, is something very, very important for a Christian community, how to live. Then he goes into young, young people and young men, especially to control themselves, showing yourself as a model of good deeds in every respect, with integrity in your training, in your teaching, sound speech, so that the evil one will not put you to shame with anything bad to say about you. So that means it, it, there's, a, there's a type of instructions. Now, Jesus continues to speak of what servanthood is all about. Servanthood 
is basically God has given us a privilege to walk the journey. He's given us the privilege of being his, 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 his um, followers. And what, what the Lord is asking us that we will embrace it and don't really say, well, I'm a servant of Christ, so I deserve this or that. No, what we deserve is eternal life of glory. But here on earth, we are to be servants and nothing more than servants because we give of ourselves, helping one another to walk the journey so that all of us will share that glory because that reward will come. But here on earth, that we do not expect because if you expect some form of a, of a, of a reward here for the service of, to the gospel, then what happens to us is that, that we distort the gospel itself. Because we, we look, we have to see Jesus, how he, how he lived, what he did, and how he served to the end, carrying the cross. And we're to be imitators of Christ. Our life here on earth is to be lived in imitation of Christ. And so this is why St. Saint, Saint Paul and our Lord Jesus, uh, St. Paul being the, the apostle of Jesus, how he understands that great ministry and mission, which we as, as truly as, as disciples of Jesus, as followers of Christ, are to live. There was a Cardinal uh, Dulles. He was a professor of theology. And, and he was looking at the different models of the church. Sometimes people look at the church, who are we as people of God? Who are we? Are we like a society, like structured in the same way as, as the uh, secular institutions are? Are we, um, we, we, in some people, and of course, based on St. Paul's letter, we can be what is called mystical body of Christ as a church. Um, we can be considered in, in various ways. But there's one thing that he said, is that something that he said with John Paul II, who's promoting in today's world, he says, we are all a, a, a group of disciples of the Lord. All of us are walking, following him. And we're helping each other along the way, guiding, instructing, sometimes challenging, so that we may attain eternal life. That's the goal. The goal is not whatever we gain here, benefit here, but we, what we do and receive from beyond the grave. And that is so important for us. You know, today, you know, here as a nation, we, we, we have a very important day. Uh, we have elections. And this type of teaching on being servant is very important. But being a servant to do what? Servant to do what? You know, there's, in, in our country, self-identified Catholics make up 22% of our national voters. It's an interesting figure, 22%, which means it's a very powerful block of voters, if you want to call that. Now, Catholics across the country play a significant role in deciding elections, but the, questions, which the question is always with us, will Catholics bear Christian witness by their votes? Can we bear witness? Just like St. Paul says to, the, to, the, to Titus, make people truly aware that they know who they are and how to live as men, as women, as young people, that there's something different, something that takes place. And then, then do we make a difference? Because we are, 
we have to, uh, you know, participate in political life as part of our Christian commitment is because we care for the common good. We care for everyone. Now, since we have to participate and we're not only invited, but we need to be effective in what we do. We have to be effective, be effective because we cannot contribute just to anything. We have to contribute to true common good. And what is this true common good? Not only for the, our life here on earth, but also for life to come. And that's, that's the difference between us. To how do we contribute? How do we participate so that we may bring greater good, but not only for this world, but above all, for the eternal happiness for countless human beings? It's not just for Christians. We are to invite everyone to share in the glory of God. And so what does the service in this case mean? You see, because we live in a secular society, and eternal life really means nothing. Nothing to those who do not accept, you know, the revelation. doesn't mean anything to them. As a matter of fact, the, you know, the, the only thing they wish to, wish to do is desire to promote Christian values, and not Christian, but secular values. They, they don't care about Christian values. It's not, it's not important for them. And so because we live in such a overwhelming, um, you know, secular environment, what happens to us is we pick up things which don't really belong to our Christian commitment. The values that the secular world pr proposes to us is something that is not really, does not serve. Many times it goes against, as a matter of fact, it's, 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 it's contrary to who we are. And so it does not lead us to eternal happiness. It may actually put stumbling blocks in front of us. And this is why it is for us as, as Christians, as Catholics, we have to be very aware of who we are, aware of what the trappings are, what the distortion, distortions are, because we have to stand up and make our voices heard. But how can we make our voices heard if, uh, if we do not really allow the grace to, to affect our awareness, affect our knowledge of who good, good people would be for us to serve? Because we have the responsibility of choosing those who will be guiding us. And we have the responsibility making sure that those who, whom we lacked would work for us, would work for the benefit of God, would work and introduce laws and ways of being which would be helpful for eternal salvation. And, and that is not, as we know, that's not always the case because the ideologies of today are seeming to be more, more pronounced. And of course, we are not as, as attentive. So how can we protect human freedom for all? How can we protect the life and dignity of everyone? How can we protect the value of families children. And this is something that we are invited to do today, is both to reflect on it, but also in our country that we may be able to choose well the leadership, that we're, we're, we're more aware, maybe not this time, but at every, at every election, when the election comes, that we will be able to, to, be, to do so. We are invited to vote according to our conscience. But our conscience has to be informed by grace, by knowledge, by Christian 
Christian uh, uh, revelation. It has to be informed. You know, Catholic Catechism is a powerful tool for us uh, because, you know, Catholic Catechism, what it does is actually summarizes our faith, faith in God who has revealed himself to us, to humanity, and leads all those who believe in him to eternal happiness. And what does Catholic Catechism say? He says that we have, we have values, Christian values, categorizing in two groups, those that can be negotiated and those that cannot be negotiated, non-negotiable. And so what can be negotiated? Well, you know, we have issues of immigration, we have death penalty, we have issues with, you know, peace, economics, healthcare, environment. Those are negotiable so that people who are, who may, uh, as Christians, as Catholics, we, we may, um, we, are, we have to pay attention to it uh, and we are, but they are open to discussion and prudential judgments as to what is the best. Uh, people of goodwill may disagree on best means to address them, but, but, but they are negotiable. But we know also that there are values which are non-negotiable from a Christian perspective, because it speaks not only of who we are, but also what our destiny is. So what are those non-negotiable values? And one is, uh, among them is protection of life in all, all, in all its stages, absolute protection of life in all stages, from conception to natural death, which t touches upon the intrinsic evils of euthanasia, assisted suicide, abortion, which continued to remain as, as key issues, even though we had Supreme Court made, made a judgment but nonetheless, it's still part of our, of our each life in each state of our union. And maybe not only that, but goes beyond our borders. And what also is non-negotiable is the recognition and promotion of the natural structures of family, family life, children. Uh, those are non-negotiable. Parents are responsible for their children for their upbringing, for their growth, for their protection from, from evil influences, because that's what love demands. Love demands from us. And so anyone who would be endangering our, our children, uh, endangering family life, endangering marriage, from, you know, in, in, its, in its marriage in the natural sense between one man and one woman, anything like that has implications not only for this world here, but as we know, has implications for eternal life. This is so important. And that's why taking it sort of like on the level of politics and political realm, you know, anybody can express their opinions and we are supposed to just say everything is fine. No, no, because reason is that it has something to do with, with who we are as human beings, to protect the very dignity of freedom, protect the very, very, very uh, goodness of life, but also how we protect the future because in the future, we have to face the Lord. It's not gonna be, I follow this politician. These politicians will not lead me to heaven. These politicians whom I voted for will actually can cause all kinds of problems for me, my ch children, the culture in which we live. You know, John Paul II was so adamant. He says, we need people of, who are both knowledgeable artists, great with this p people of, of, of different social 
circles who are leaders, who can reintroduce Christianity into our culture, because the culture has an effect on everybody. You know, our, our children, when they go to school, they're affected by the culture in which they are, unless we protect them. The young people in the same way. The environment will, will create within us this type of understanding, which may also be very, very, very destructive to us. So, so, so the, the invitation is that we today, as a nation, we, that we vote prudently and prayerfully, that we truly promote the basic common good of society, but even more so, those non-negotiable, which are the, 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 uh, the, uh, the fundamental and inalienable rights, natural rights of four of us. Because then in this case, those whom we elect, they will help us to bring forth and recreate a life, a culture of life again, rather than culture of death, as John Paul would say frequently, cultural life that promotes life, dignity, freedom, ultimately freedom of religion, freedom to exercise our, 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 our rights as Christians. And so uh, there's a statement which the bishop made uh, the, the, there was a letter that was written, Living the Gospel of Life, a Challenge to American Catholics. It says, every voice, first of all, we encourage all citizens, particularly Catholics, to embrace their citizenship, not merely as a duty and privilege, but as an opportunity meaningfully to participate in building the culture of life. Every voice matters in the public forum. Every vote counts. Every act of responsible citizenship is an ex exercise of significant individual power. We must exercise that power in ways that defend human life, especially those of God's children who are unborn, disabled, and otherwise vulnerable. We get the public de officials we deserve. Their virtue, or lack thereof, is a judgment not only on them, but on us. Because of this, we urge our fellow citizens to see beyond party politics, to analyze campaign rhetoric critically, and choose their political leaders according to principle, not party affiliation or mere self-interest. These are wonderful words from our bishop. But ultimately, you know, I, I remember someone who was very conservative Catholic, absolutely and the most liberal Democrat I could imagine. And I, I said to that person, how is it possible for you? How is it possible? The answer was kind of based on lack of knowledge, of lack of knowledge of, of the, the, the true intentions behind, behind those who who uh, wish to bring good. That person believed that the only party that can really bring good to the people is that particular party. So therefore, you can avoid looking at, yeah, their weaknesses, their this or that. And so she was able to excuse everything. But you know what? Ultimately, yes, we can say separation of church and state. We can say separation of of cultural life and our Catholic faith and whatever it is. But you know what? When we meet the Lord, when we look at the Lord and he asks us, what did you do with the gifts I've given you? How did you share them? 
sometimes in the future, when that moment comes, we have to say yes to God. And so there's this, you know, in a, in a traditional Catholic sense, we would say, what would you do if this was your last day on earth? What would you do if you had no other opportunity but, but uh, make, make a decision and choice for the good of your family, for the good of, of your, 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 your life? What would you do? I think this is what we have to answer. And you know, and this is the same thing that, that is given to, to us, especially as priests. There's a beautiful prayer which says, may this priest of God, may this be, may you celebrate this mass as though this was your first mass and, and last mass, living out fully that Christian commitment each day. And in today, in a special way, we're invited to live out that Christian commitment, commitment through our elections, through our votes, so that one day when we meet the Lord, we say, I did everything to help my brothers and sisters to attain heaven. And we can say it with deep clarity of knowledge and awareness that we have done all that we could because we're only servants of the Lord, but servants destined for eternal happiness and glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.